What's going on, Canes fans? This is 365 Canes Football. I'm your host, 365 June. I'm here with my co-host, 365 Steve-O, Steve-O, TDD. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Canes fans. How you what's doing? Poppin'? How you doing, Steve-O? I'm, I'm doing good. It's a wild day today. A uh, very wild day, if you don't know. You know, today, uh, you know, our Cap Nation's Capitol building got, you know, ran through uh, by what they call protesters. But, you know, so it's just been a crazy day. Um, but other than that, it's, everything's been good, bro. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I mean, it is crazy, but I try. I, it's, it, we'll leave it at that. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy what's happening in America. But, you know, what's happening down in South Florida with, you know, the coaching changes and the incoming uh, recruits on a defensive end that's that's a topic we'll get into so um, yeah, we so, uh, we can start with we can start with the coaching changes you know just to get that off um you know obviously coach rump yeah. and then uh shroud as well losing them if you want to start there uh yeah so i mean i mean before we talk about the kids we're bringing in obviously i mean we should mention who's you know who's not going to be coaching them and that's coach coach rump uh, they did part ways, and, you know, it's good for him, you know, because he's been getting bashed and bashed. You know, obviously, people don't give him credit for what he has done. Um, and like to focus on some of his negatives. You know, the negatives were there. You can't hide it. Um, I just I just wish people would have, you know, gave him credit for, you know, what he did do and accomplish. For sure. And you know, a little bit more respect to an alumni. And then, you know, he's gone. You know, changes had to be made. I thought changes had to be made. Um, you know, I was just – I'll leave it at that. But uh, Coach Stroud, uh, bad, bad timing for him, uh, you know, in the 2020 season when it came to COVID because, you know, he ended up contracting it and he had, you know, really hard time with it. He has known medical issues. And, you know, it's been known for a while that he might might be retiring. Um, so this was a part ways with the Manny Diaz is, is open to try to get him in the role. So originally he was an analyst. And when, you know, we had to make a change, and boom, they, he went to D-line D coach. So um, where the feeling is he's going to ease back into that role, back to being an analyst, being around the program, helping out. And uh, it's not concrete yet, uh, but it will be nice for him. Obviously, we want his health to be first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is a spot that we're going to have to fill because at, at Miami, we need a dominant defensive line. Right. Um, but that's, you know, somebody we're missing that we can we know – could get them ready exactly and especially talking about you know the recruits incoming that we will get into it's going to be you know imperative that they get a, a coach that can really get them to that level of uh play that they need to be playing at so um yeah as, as far with, as yeah as far as d-line you want to start with the d-line i mean you gotta go oh, yeah. you gotta go with the with the exciting five star uh leonard taylor right yeah, you, you, you got to talk about Landon Taylor uh, starting off since we're talking about the D-line. You know, he's he's elite, man. Like, he's elite. He's the top five player in the country, a uh, five-star D-tackle. But he makes plays, you know, D-tackles, you know, of that magnitude. Should not you know? make plays. He makes plays D-tackles should not be making. Exactly. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what, that's what a five-star D-tackle looks like. You know, there's there's a lot of four-star right. D-tackles. You know, there's big five-star DNs because they can rush the passer. You always see the DNs, you know, with the number one players mm-hmm. like Jalen Phillips. It's just that ability to rush the passer. And you've seen so, 
sorry to cut you off. You've seen incomplete five star D tackles. Yeah, I mean exactly. You this don't guy see is them that complete. often. You see them. You know, you do see them, but they're very few every year. Right, and right. It's it's all hell breaks out to get them. Um, so for us to land one is just, you know, in our own backyard, it's just unstated. Like Leonard Taylor out of Palmetto is just a monster. You know, so much times that he he just taps the ball in the air. Right. And that's a good play. Right. And he gets his head up and goes and finds it and, you know, picks it off. And now he's like, finding his way times. to the end zone. Yeah, multiple times. And it's just like, okay, like that's not just a fluke. Right. You know, he's a playmaker. But so, yeah, he's at DT. But he's what's exciting about him is that, you know, it's not like he just finds a way to make plays. Like his he's he's elite at what he does. And his get off on the line of scrimmage, his his first step when he gets up, his pop, like everything he does yeah, is at an elite level to make him the playmaker he is. It isn't, you know, something where uh, a guy has this and that and, you know, has the instinct, right? Leonard Taylor just goes and attacks and, and has the skill level to be able to go against the best and win his one-on-one. Yeah, and what's great about him is he wins a lot of those plays, you know, one-on-one, two-on-one even. But he also, you see in his tape, the hustle plays, the running downfield to right. get a guy. You know, it's not going to be on your highlight film, is but, you know, you're running down there to get a guy to the ground. So those are the type of plays that, you know, I like to see. I, I Obviously, you know right, what we're looking for. Uh, so that's the type of plays you want to see. And then, you know, just defensively, like since we started, we did win D-line. So we'll, we'll go with Jabari Ishmael, mm-hmm. you know, as a uh, defensive end. You know, I love his length. At 6'5", that screams Miami. Four-star out of Miami, Columbus. Keep that pipeline going. Uh, coming, as you know, we got uh, Ryan Rodriguez from Columbus right now. So yeah, keep which, that which we talked about. And, yeah, you mentioned the 6'5". I mean, that's perfect size. With 2'10", he's going to grow into his body, and he's going he's gonna to do it well. So yeah, to, yeah. to be able to see him, you know, grow into the guy he can be with, with the size he's at um, and his ability, his ability to, to, you know, come around that edge with some quickness. He has some some things to work on. He's not like a polished – he's not the yeah. most polished rusher. But going back to, you know, it's, it's a big thing of who we hiring at the D-line coach to make sure that he's on the right track. Yeah, because one thing I loved about him, when I looked up his – when I looked at his tape, you know, a lot of guys want to put – they put their sacks first. They put a lot of things. He was putting his run stops first. And that just taught me. I was like, okay, he mm-hmm. probably played with attitude. You see him play with attitude on the field. So I really like that. Then, you know, you started seeing the sacks come. And he had more effort sacks. Um, so that's what I like to see because sometimes, you know – you just got to be that backside DN who's just relentless. Right. The quarterback holds the ball too long, or if you know he try, thinks he's Johnny Manziel and tries to right. go out. Like we need that backside. Running person. back, running back tries to make a cut back. Yeah, we need we need that backside DN, you know, to make those effort plays. So I, I do think he he needs to grow in some phases. Maybe his get off isn't slow, but I would like to see him, you know, his get off complement his bend a little more. And uh, he'll get stronger, so he'll be able to, you know, bull rush more as well. He does bull rush well now, but, you know, at the college level, I need to get stronger for that. Right. I'm excited for him, and uh, it really does matter about that D-line coach you're bringing in. So a lot of guys, you know, being mentioned, but we'll talk about that later. So the, I wanted to get into a fun one 
we're gonna move we're gonna we're gonna move back and go to Tyler Johnson. Play <sighs> playmaker, Tyler Johnson, little brother of Jaquan Johnson. Yeah, I mean, let's just I know you love that kid. Yeah, I do. And it's just because it's the same thing you saw from Jaquan. Obviously, they played two totally different positions, but it's really the same thing. Just game, you know, just making plays that, you know, matter right. in and, a game. And Every it, play matters, but. It pops it out on his tape. When you're watching this film, uh, you're going back to his games, and you see that he has that knack for the ball. He has the knack for just getting to it. And finding a way to the end of the play. He also has a knack for making plays in the fourth quarter, which makes that's what that's the biggest thing about it. like that's the hand rub. That was Jaquan all day. Like when in the fourth quarter, you know you to look for mm-hmm. number four. So like you seeing that trait from Tyler Johnson is nice. Um, he's you know obviously he has a different body than his brother. He's not playing safety. You know he's listed as an outside linebacker. He's played some you know with his hand down rushing as well. Right. You know he could be an edge rusher. Not really. Um, he's going to be an outside linebacker, but like he could rush, he could blitz. Right, he can blitz and get through there because he's coming he with can, that aggression. Um, he could be used in a variety of ways. He could play mean, in space. Look at look like, at Jaquan. I seven mean, on seven, seven <laughs> on seven camps. He's playing linebacker. He's playing safety. So you know he has the he has the athleticism to do what he needs to do at the linebacker position. Um, you know, very big. Like we need to make sure he's being molded right. Right. You know, we need to make sure we use him right, and because these are the type of guys that are versatile, you know, you get a guy on, you know, so we don't have to substitute. We don't, you know, we had an interception, a couple of big plays, you know, get called back because we're substituting. Yep. You know, you get guys like Tyler Johnson out there who can cover, who can rush, you know, who can just play in space, what you substitute for. You're not, exactly. so, you know, those are the type of players, even though he's not highly rated, you know, that are valuable. You know, speaking of valuable, I think the gem on defense, you know, that the, of the second tier, obviously, because of Leonard Taylor and James Williams, I think the, probably the most underrated commitment is Chase Smith. Strike. He's definitely the most underrated commitment on the roster, uh, on the 2021 now, class. If, if I will, defense. if I will, before we get into Chase Smith, we have to shout out Jaquan Johnson and Sheldrick Redwine for making that playoff. They got the NFL playoffs coming up. And they could yeah, both sure. they both have a chance to win, uh, but I don't think either of them do. I think the Colts beat the Bills, and then I don't care about the rest. But just wanted to shout those boys out because you see the hard work Sheldrick Redwine has been putting in, and Jaquan Johnson getting on the field. Yeah, so man. you got to respect the for scoring on Sheldrick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, um, Chase Smith though. Yeah. What 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 pops out for you most when you when you think of a Chase Smith? All right, so when you think of Smith body type just all right when you look at georgia you look at alabama you look at all these you know teams that are going to contend this is the type of athlete that they trot out 63 190 200 range you know playing safety cor- like corner right receiver tight end whatever you want dn you know linebacker playing it all in high school really even play some edge rusher linebacker safety had over 700 yards as a receiver as a junior you know, so he's playing the ball. So it's just like that you put a guy there at linebacker, you know. A lot of DBs, you know, they have a chance for interceptions. But, mm-hmm. like, linebackers, you know how much slants people get throw, balls that get tipped. You know, if you have an athletic playmaking linebacker. Right. You're, you're bound to get a – you're bound to get those. And like you mentioned, and, Alabama gets those plays. Exactly. You see those 
teams, you know, may have plays and pass coverage, you know, from their linebacking core. And just getting him to commit at striker is just crazy because, you know, a kid we're going to talk about in a little bit, obviously we're all excited about James Williams. I think about having those two on the field at the same, at the same time. time. Like, oh, my God. Now, they could cover. They could rush. They could, like, play in space and tackle well. They play with phys- – like, Chase Smith plays with physicality. He's not, like, right. a pretty boy just running around. He and, uses that frame. And he's a buck 90, so he's running around just wanting to go hit you. Yeah, yeah. All I know is the versatility we're adding with this class is, you know, even if the guys aren't the top-notch players, uh, according to, like, these recruiting ratings, like, they fit what we need. And I- I'm very excited for Chase Smith. And, you know, so the player we were mentioning that we're all excited about is five-star athlete James Williams. Yes, sir. Out of American Heritage. You know, he's 6'5", 218. Uh, he plays safety, he wants to keep playing safety. He's made plays at, you know, at receiver. So he has ball skills. Uh, look at his, his tape. You'll see a lot of interceptions. So I understand why friends, fans you know, want him close to the line of scrimmage. He does excel close to the line of scrimmage. Um, but he does also excel, you know, excel on the back end. Yes, sir. So he's going to play everywhere. His, for sure. his closing speed, you know, to that ball – and then his pursuit when he's chasing down whoever has the ball is is elite. So to not want to put him at safety is, you know, I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice when you see his skill yeah. and what he can bring to your table as far as what you already have and what you can use at this level. James Williams could really play anywhere he wants to. And like. With the people who don't want, there's some educated people who don't want him to play safety entirely because he can impact the game, you know, a lot, you know, every play, you know, playing close to the line of scrimmage, whether, you know, that's, you know, covering in the run game or, you know, just rushing. Right. Uh, so like, I understand that point. But if you look at our safeties, you know, they play everywhere. You know, they'll play in the box. They'll play deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll, he'll do a lot of things, you know, bubble bowl and blitzes, hall blitzes, you know, even Carter blitzes. So, you know, we, we blitz the safeties. So he'll play everywhere. Just trust that. And I'm just very excited, you know, because he also has those ball skills. You just see so much interceptions in his career. You know, I had six his junior year, a pick six, a pick six this year, you know, just making plays on balls. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the ability to dislodge balls from people who are trying to catch them on him. Is, is great to see. Um, so I have all the faith in James Williams. And, you know, whew, state champion. I just can't wait for him. Yeah, I, I just can't wait to play with the, the sticker, the U logo on the side of his helmet, you know, balling. Like, I just love that, bro. That's, I just that's love putting that. All on. about the crib. That's putting on. Yeah, that's putting on. And you yeah. had the pleasure <laughs> to see him at, uh, at uh, Heritage right up the street. Yeah, I, I watched a couple of his games, got the film out there, you know, and then he just looked different, you know, walking around. He looked like, you know, they have Heritage, they have, you know, two big targets for us in 2022, Earl Little Jr. and Marvin Jones Jr. And he 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 literally looked like he could have belonged on the D-line, but he was just walking back there, trotting, you know, between the hashes at safety, you know, back with his fluid backpedal. You know, moving great in space. It was just like, wow, like he's six five. In and out of his backpedal and out of his break, like easy, man. Yeah. Just yeah. really fluid, really fluid hips, like things that, you know, that make you see like, okay, like he can really thrive taking away that deep third, that middle, 
you know, showing that range. Yeah, once he opens up, you see the stride just it, it's it's like a one motion thing. So he, he's just gone like a gazelle, and <laughs> you see his arms are long, his legs are long, so he doesn't have to even like he doesn't even have to be close. And we've seen him close, you know, an easy 40, 50 yards, just striding downfield and closing to that ball. Picking him, yeah, exactly. And then running another 40 yards upfield and getting in the end zone or, or making a play. <laughs> Crazy. And yeah, then, first play of the state. <laughs> you know, you see him, like you said, close to the line of scrimmage, he's, he's effective as well. If you want to send him on a blitz, I mean, look at his size. That'll tell you something, and you know his aggression. So hit him with the ability to, to, to fill a hole and, and really – you know, send them backward is impressive. Yeah, man, it's really impressive. I'm excited for James Williams. You know, we do have another safety in the class by the name of Cameron Kitchen. Uh, Kitchens. So Cam is a play. Yes. And when you said Miami Northwestern, when you said this was your your favorite one, when you were talking about Chase Smith, I thought you were gonna go with Cam Kitchens. Yeah. You, you, I love Cam, but the reason why I said most underrated because I think people give Cam more respect. Right? No, no, no. Uh, I hear you. Than Chase Smith, so that's why I went that route. For sure. Because I, they're both they're both, in my opinion, elite playmakers. Um, There's this one play that that Cam made this year off a tip ball, where he was running the other way. He literally stopped his motion, like left his feet because his momentum was going to take him out the way of the play, diving backwards. And just you know, tips that ball back in, and then tilts off, picks it. Like he was running full speed the other way. And it was an Aaron throw that got tipped and ended up you know going behind him, and he just made a play to catch that ball. And I just looked at that play. I was like, damn. If there's a ball that ever gets tipped, like and Cam is back there, like I feel confident that exactly. you know, that ball is coming down with him, bro. Like making a play like that inspires confidence. In, you know, what I'm saying making a play like that inspires confidence in the fan base. And you know, to make those plays Cam, like that's going to make people cry for his playing time right and honestly what i'm thinking about now is how impressive of a safety room we're going to have right um and going back to the coaching thing I, we didn't mention coach banda who took the uh job at utah state is that correct yeah so i was waiting for that so banda <laughs> did take the dc job at utah state so that is a promotion. He was a co-DC, so he's getting to run his own ship. And um, he's, getting, he's actually getting a bunch of defensive transfers and going over to Utah State. So he's already doing what, you know, we know Bandit to do, and that's recruit. Um, you know, just connects well with players. So, you know, it's sad to see a guy like him go uh, just because, you know, he, he didn't really develop. Like Jaquan Johnson, uh, you know, was playing nickel mostly uh, his sophomore season, and, you know, took over when – Jenkins and Carter graduated mm-hmm. as a deep safety, and no one really knew what we had. We had faith um, in Jaquan for sure at that point because he established himself as okay, he's going to make a play. Um, but just dominant season at safety in 2017 for Jaquan. Right. You know, that's just that was coaching. Uh, so you know, we'll miss him in the recruiting. Obviously, he brought in, you know, Avante uh, Williams, then James Williams, and, you know, in 2022. You know, we're high, you know, a couple of safeties are very high on us um, due to him. So we'll miss him uh, for sure. But uh, we'll see you know, who comes in at that safety coach. Um, and there's a lot of shuffling going on right now that we'll have to replace defensively. And obviously, we, st- we still have Bake- Baker on staff. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, 
just just a lot to be excited about. So there's plenty of defensive players that that are coming in that can make impacts. And you know, just not you know they don't have to come in and make the impact immediately. Uh, but it, a guy like Deshaun Troutman, you know, a linebacker, you know, out of Edgewater, Edgewater, Orlando, you know, he had a great great year in my opinion. Uh, can't lie, he did have some forgetful games. One was St. Thomas in the state championship game. Uh, I thought that should have been the game he stood out in, and you know it was reversed. Well, he stood out. <laughs> he stood out for he the wrong reason. Exactly, but I still have faith in him. Right, right. You know, he's a he's a type of player that he plays with that tenacity. He'll he'll definitely up the level of intensity in the linebacker room day one. That that effort would be contagious. And you know you can't you can't hate on that. Like you know he'll he'll definitely up the level of intensity. You know guys are gonna you know have to get off your ass when he's walking around because yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be bringing that one hundred ten percent. And we um, so. we need that. I think I think we missed we're missing that and uh, we miss it from you know that Bermuda Triangle style. Uh, you know that that was walking around in that linebacker room. It was a it was a very confident you know. We could be the best, yeah, best linebackers in the country. Uh, we need the attitude of we're the best linebacker group in the country, whether, you know, the rankings say or not. Because at a linebacker position, you know, it starts with starts with aggression. I mean, obviously you have to play smart. It starts with, with some brains, but you have to be aggressive. And you have to be able to, you know, <laughs> dominate your one-on-one. You have to be able to do a lot of things. So it comes with maturity, and I think Deshaun Troutman's a good, you know, a good kid in that locker room area to be able to, like you said, when he comes around, make sure you're doing your job because he'll say something and 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 make sure that you know that changes. He, 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 they say he got an attitude problem, and you know I like that. That's Miami, you know, right? Yeah, I, I like that. I don't want no Jeff Thomas had an attitude problem. <laughs> he had a bad attitude problem. <laughs> Like I, I like uh, he's not that word is no, he's not like on that level. But like, no, I know. I like the tenacity. Like, come on, he's a linebacker. He needs to hit every single play. There's not a play. That's what I'm he, saying. He's not making contact. So I don't want no. I don't want no soft linebacker. Give me a guy who gonna fade. Give me a guy who gonna turn around when somebody say something or do something to one of our players and exactly. let him know, hey, that ain't sliding. Exactly. Obviously, you don't want him to draw a penalty. But you know. You know, it's it's mind games out there. Yeah, it's yeah. not the Amari Carter aggression. It's the it's <laughs> Come it's the you had to. I had to. It's the listen, like you said, man. I'm a linebacker. Linebackers are different, man. If you ever played linebacker before, you'd understand the mindset of a linebacker and and what they have to do. So what he needs to work on is he needs to shed blocks a little bit better. He has the speed to play sideline to sideline. He has instincts. That's mm-hmm. that's probably the best thing about him. That's why I'm excited about him the most, uh, because he shows instincts. So as he puts on weight, as he you know gets in that college program and starts getting in that defense, those instincts are going to show. That's something that showed early. It's like look at Flag, who as a freshman showed those instincts when he played. So that's something that can help him get on the field early. You know, if people around him aren't stepping up. And, you know, just defensively, bro. Like, there's a couple left. Uh, but, you know, a guy that we're both excited about, I know you've been looking into his film lately, uh, D-tackle Alan Hay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, three-star out of state championship, you know, caliber program basically every year in Shamadan. So go ahead and talk to me about what you've seen from him. 
I mean, when you see Alan Hay, I mean, I think of, I think, I don't think of, a, I'm not saying a player, but I think of an aggressive, a, a quite undersized, don't realize that I'm undersized guy, right? He doesn't play to his size. He plays bigger than he is. Um, he's, for as big as he is, he's not slow. Um, and and he comes through with a with a first punch. Like when he punches you, you're getting driven back. So when you have a guy in the middle playing a three and he's pushing you back inside, that's going to open up for everything else. And I think that with, with his aggression and his ability to get that run stuff is huge. I mean, if you look at our defense this year, I don't know if I didn't see what you saw. I know you watched the game 16 more times than I did, but we didn't have that run stuff defense like we like I know we could have. Yeah, definitely not Miami standards uh, uh, on rush defense for sure. And to bring up what you were talking about earlier, I mean, not on the podcast, but when we were talking, uh, you mentioned the guys, you know, Garvin and um, and uh, Ken Norton, 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 those boys, you know, like that was the dominance that you can see him bringing in. And then, you know, everybody's talking about this class um, overall, especially on the defensive end, as far as like changing, you know, that culture and bringing, bringing it back, like coming in with that passion. And I think that on all levels, we're getting players that want to do that and then can do that. He's one of the guys on the defensive line. Well, obviously Leonard Taylor is going to be that guy, but um, he's coming he right behind him. He he's coming right behind him as a, as a perfect piece. So, you know, obviously we talked about Leonard Taylor, you know, being able to rush the passer and make plays, but, you know, at, you know, Hayes, Hayes is like, you know, six one, so he's not, he doesn't have that length, but, you know, he's 296 right now. Yes, sir. So he's, that's why I brought up that Kendrick Norton when we spoke from earlier because, you know, he's a big guy yeah. that could push the pocket from the, from the middle, but, you know, athletic enough to make some plays. So I'm I'm actually really excited you know you know what I love about Hay. What's good? He looks like he loves football. That boy that boy looks like man. he loves football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just all work. <laughs> yeah, you see that boy, you know, celebrating with his teammates. You see him like you know back to back state championships. You know, Shaman are doing their thing. They show they fell short this year in the state championship game. Um, so, you know, he's played for those big games. and Obviously, it's high school, but, you know, that's the, yeah. and then, that's the biggest stage he could play at at the time. Going back to, you know, losing a coach like Stroud, this is somebody who went and got him, who went and, who went and wanted to have him on a team. And, you know, I'll take I'll take somebody that, that Stroud thinks is, is good for our future. Yeah, I mean, I th- he's definitely a take. You know, you, we don't get much D tackles uh, that could change the game. Uh, coming to Miami from here, you know, obviously we got Silvera who's, you know, starting to turn the corner for us. And, you know, now Leonard Taylor coming in. Uh, but it's been a while since, we you know, we got like, you know, a dominant tackle group coming in from, you know, Miami. Yeah. So it's nice to see that, you know, you know, just nice to see, you know, like, I, you know, I wanted to finish lastly on the D line with the grad transfer we got um, from Tennessee, DeAndre Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, he's originally from Southridge. Um, he has a grad chancery as a senior. I mean, he's, he's, he played in the 3-4 at Tennessee, so that would translate to a DN. Yeah, stand-up linebacker. Yeah, so he'll, he'll be a DN in our system. Um, so he had 28 tackles, six quarterback hurries, and four and a half sacks. Um, so he had a pro football focus grade of 67, which is okay. 
Um, so it shows that he made plays. But um, I'm very excited just about the stability he could probably bring to the room. Right. Just because there, there'll be no older guys with, you know, Patrick Joyner hitting the portal. But really, you know, there is no older guys. Safari Harvey would be like the oldest guy. Yeah, and that's, that's not telling you a lot. So I, I do understand where you're coming from as far as the uh, veteran leadership, if you will, aspect of things. And you need a guy that, you know, has been to war. And, and I think also him coming from the SEC is is a big thing because, you know, they're obviously playing with a, a different aggression. Yeah. So uh, it, it'll be a big thing for him to come in here and, and be able to show, you know, certain other things that, that he can bring to the table that maybe aren't in our room. And then, you know, him having the attitude that he wants to be a hurricane, obviously he has the ties to Miami. So um, he's probably happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have him, you know. Exactly. It's not just a veteran presence, but, you know, you can make plays. You know, you can, you know, sh- stop that run on the edge, contain the run, um, contain the edge, and, you know, just rush the quarterback. And, you know, that's what we need. We need a guy who's been in that weight room. You know, for four or five years, who yeah. can you know, hold up at the point of attack, and he seems to be the guy. And I mean, I'll take him all day. You know, he take those type of kids. Uh, anytime they want to go home or come home, you know, you can't take every single one of them. Um, but when the shoe fits, you know, you got to take them. Yes, sir. This was a take. You know, we needed a D end, um, so you got to take them. Let me ask you about linebacker out of Georgia, uh, Thomas Davis. I, I love Thomas Davis' film. So, you know, he's played some edge rusher this mm-hmm. year. He was playing more in space, playing that middle linebacker, playing the outside Six foot, linebacker. 235. Yeah, so he, he can play. He can he can be an edge rusher. He doesn't really have the size lengthwise to be the edge rusher that we, come, right, we you know, usually go after. We're talking about Ishmael, right. you know, Russo, Phillips, you know, Jafari Harvey, 6'4", Cam Williams, 6'5". You know, so... We, we do like that length outside, so I'm not going to front on that. Um, but he could maybe succeed there, but I feel like he'll be like a – he could probably be like a mix of edge rusher, linebacker, you know, stand-up rushing, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. He, he knows how to get to the backfield, though. Yeah, but he, he showed he could play in space well as mm-hmm. well. So, you know, I, I'm just excited. You know, you, you get kids that are just good at football and good at doing, you know, certain things. And then you get them on campus and, you know, put them in that position, you know, throw them in the fire in practice and see, you know, see what what they can absorb and get your own look at him. And that's really when you see, okay, this is what I think he could do well. Like, right, he just did this well. All right, let's, let's focus on this. Let's right. bring this out of him and, you know, move forward. You know, so that's, that's how you look at guys, you know, when they're, you know, they can play in different spots and just to see what you have. And then whatever you see, you know, you build on those strengths, you know, you know, for the rest of their career, you know, and as they grow, continue to add. Um, so I'm excited for them. And, you know, anytime you get a steal out of Georgia, uh, you know, a guy who's not highly rated, but, you know, is making game-winning plays, making plays, you know, that impact games, um, not just empty stats. So what what would like you that. say? What would you say are his, like, weaknesses? If, you know, everybody has weaknesses, but I don't know if anything stands out to you. Oh, okay. Well, if he has two, uh, or if, let's say, uh, or if he's playing linebacker, one weakness would be uh, he needs to, you know, get more reps there. It's not really like a weakness, uh, weakness that, you know, he, he's lacking something, but just reps. If he's going to play, you know, if he's going to be a stand-up linebacker, right. 
you know, he's going to need, you know, his weakness will be an experience at the position. Um, so, you know, just seeing things, diagnosing things, he might be a step slow. Not saying he would be. Fair um, enough. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, be mad or surprised. If right. So. But there's, there's going to be a learning curve. And if it was edge rusher, um, it would be, you know, size, you know, that length, you know, being six foot, uh, you know, he's not saying he can't succeed on the edge. I don't know if he'll, you know, if he'll be able to make his bread and butter, you know, right. rushing every time against, you know, ACC tackles. So that would be his weakness. But I feel like if you blend the two in and he's playing, you know, stand up backer, then rushing, you know, then you know, blitzing, like understanding how to use him and understanding how to, you know, put him where he's going to excel. I think that comes down to coaching too. When you have a player like him who doesn't necessarily quote unquote fit the bill for the rush, but can do it. And also, you know, has the inexperience. Are you going to trust him and put him out there and, like you said, throw him into the fire so that he can get his feet under him at the linebacker position um, and maybe he can excel there? It's going to be interesting, though. I'm, I'm happy to see a, a guy like Thomas Davis. Like you said, a steal out of Georgia you got to be appreciative of. Are yeah, we- man, so, yeah, I, I like Thomas Davis. So I'm excited for him. I want all these kids on campus just to start getting in there. And uh, lastly, the last defensive recruit that we're mentioning. I, we didn't. We didn't naturally do this either. The last one. We didn't naturally <laughs> save him for last. Is, is the only cornerback um, cornerback of the class. His name is Malik Curtis, the athlete. If you listen to our previous podcast, I've been glowing about him for a while. Uh, did his cornerback review film at three sixty five Kings Info on Twitter. So if you haven't seen him play cornerback uh, much because you look at all the offensive plays, check that film review out. Uh, definitely some things there. So, you know, he's 5'11", 160. He's probably around 170 now. He's skinny for sure, uh, but fast. Make him speed. You know, he can get beat at the line of scrimmage, but recover. Yeah. Against elite speed yeah. receivers. Like, that's just being, being honest. But so he's going to have to work on his, you know, you know, that press coverage part of his game. But, you know, he could immediately, you know, probably play some zone uh, coverage, you know, well in practice. And they'll see the ball skills that, you know, he got from playing receiver, yeah. you know, making all those return plays. Definitely will be a return, just saying. Um, definitely definitely has to be a return. Exactly. He'll, he'll definitely be in the mix. Um, just, but defensively, though, you know, he is the only cornerback. You know, we're, we're hoping we add another body. We don't want to go in there with six. You know, shout out to Al mm-hmm. Blades, who, you know, is coming back 2021 uh, from his heart um, condition. So, you know, we do have some young guys who can step up. But, you know, we've been blessed with the injury front. But you never know when they can bug and bite For you. Sure. So, we need sure. to get that depth there because it can happen to anybody. I'm kind of interested to see with Malik Curtis, you know, um, what he really looks like at corner, right? I mean, I want to know how he's going to react to to a man coverage. Like, is he is he going to bring that physicality? Are we are we going to get that into him? Um, I think that's he, he, important. Yeah, no, it's definitely important. But he he does throw his. He's really fast. So when he goes to impact somebody, he doesn't bring that weight or that mm-hmm. boom, but that velocity and speed. You know, help his impact. So it shows you, you know, running full speed into somebody. It's not something most, you know, people who are athletes that are most likely going to be receivers mm. going to the next level, you know, they don't really run into to guys full speed on defense. You know, they'll go and they'll tackle, they'll make plays, but, you know, you, you don't really see that aggressiveness from right. you know, what you would call the offensive play, which is why they play offense. 
uh, but you see that from him. So he's just a dog, uh, extremely fast. So he's going to have to learn. And you know, obviously, we were talking about the D-line coach development, um, developing him. So we don't know who's going to be developing him at corner yet. Uh, but hopefully, we bring in somebody of caliber because getting a guy like that with his speed on the field, if you, you coach him up well enough where you can trust him and get him out there, there might be a play where, you know, somebody busts loose. And, you know, that would be a touchdown last year. Yep. But, you know, he has the ability DK to run Metcalf a guy down. closing speed. He, he can run a guy down and, you know, save a touchdown. So get that kid in, get him, definitely get him, get weight on him, you know, get weight on him quick. You don't want to take away all his speed by, you know, adding bad weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you need to be in the weight room now. For sure. And I'm sure he is. So once your cane work starts on day one, it's going to be exciting. This class, this class is fun. This class brings a lot of energy, a lot of passion. There's, you know, five stars in it. Uh, we got some, some nice four stars there. And there's a lot of aggression and passion. So it's going to be exciting to see. I'm glad we were able to kind of chop that up, um, give our input, if you will. But uh, any closing thoughts here before we, before we head out? Uh, yeah, just real quick, uh, just wanted to say that I, I believe that, you know, we are going to get that, that good staff. I'm not going to really talk about what I've heard, um, but I, I do believe the vision is there. Um, again, I, I'm not going to go further into it, but I believe the vision is there just by the names that I've heard have been thrown around. That's kind of like, okay, you know, we're serious. So that, that, that's really nice to hear, um, you know, for people I, that I trust. Uh, so that was, that's very nice to hear. You know, money is not an issue, apparently. Um, so that's all, that's great to hear. And then, you know, we'll just see what happens. What's great to hear is that the ball is in Manny's court. That's what's great to hear. I mean, no one wins an offseason like Manny Diaz. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Nobody wins the offseason like Manny Diaz. So we should be excited, Canes fans, because this man has proven, like, you know, he'll make changes and adapt. Um, so we'll see. And, you know, he's fired two offensive staffs, like, back-to-back. You know, he's made changes every time he needs to in the offseason. He'll grab kids out the portal. He already started. You know, it's Manny time. That's know? true. This is Manny's time to shine right here. And he loves it. He's on Twitter. He's active. He's got the Tony Montana. <laughs> he got the he's Tony Montana. So it's just like – you know, just no, yeah, just no coach wins it. Obviously, like he's 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 won two nat two offseason natties. <laughs> like, well, so when you third offseason natty, that's gonna translate to a real natty. A real natty. Um, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, but, uh, so that's that's what we're we're waiting for. All right, man. Well, it was good talking to you, and uh, I appreciate everybody for listening, tuning in, checking the page out. Um, film reviews. Film reviews are gonna be out. So stay tuned on at 365 Canes Info on Twitter. Follow at Stevie, Stevie, <laughs> Stevie. Follow at Stevo TDD on Twitter. Appreciate you for listening. Good night, Joe.